Happy New Year! Happy New Year, Happy New Year, and Happy New Year. In this episode of the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast, we're going to have a little fun. James and I are going on Tankathon. We are going to sim a lottery. We're going to take turns selecting picks as if we were the GM. This is fun. It is a, a great way to start off the new year. So stay tuned for this episode of Mock Draft 1.0. We are going to sim the lottery and we are going to make picks on the fly. Enjoy it. Big, big shout out to each and every person that has made the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Rafael Barlow, with my brother James Barlow. Again, happy new year. It is January 1st. I figured we need to start this year off with a fun episode, and we're going to do a mock draft. But before we get into that, I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, if you are a new customer... You get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That is $150 if your team wins. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. All right, man. Happy New Year, brother. Happy New Year, man. Good to see you at the top of the year. For sure. Man, let's let's just get right, right, right into it. All right. So we're on Tankathon here. Oh, it's going to be interesting. I'm going to hit Sim Lottery. All right. <laughs> the San Antonio Spurs have the first pick. The Atlanta Hawks pick number two. Detroit picks number three. Memphis is at number four. The Washington Wizards at five. Charlotte is picking at number six. Portland at seven. The eighth pick goes to the Spurs. So they have two lottery picks. That's based off the Jakob Portal trade. At number nine, it is the Utah Jazz. Ten is the Chicago Bulls. The Portland Trailblazers have the 11th pick via Golden State. The Houston Rockets have the 12th pick via Brooklyn. The Oklahoma City Thunder have the 13th pick via the Houston Rockets. And the New Orleans Pelicans have pick 14 through the Lakers. Is that from the AD trade? Has to be. All right, you go first. We'll take turns. James oh, goes first. Shoot. He has the odd numbers. I'll take the even numbers. All right, James, you're on the clock. You're the San Antonio Spurs. Who are you selecting at number one? Number one? Man, this is kind of hard. You put me on the spot. I'm hey, going to go that's, ahead. That's why this is going to be fun because we – it's not like – the real NBA draft where we have a couple minutes. We really got like 20 right, seconds. Bet. I got you. All right, so look, based on what the Spurs have been doing the past three to four games, they're putting Wimby at the five. He's been eating. I mean, he's been eating kind of everywhere, but he's been eating at the five. Yep. So instead of going with Alex Saar at the five, I'm going to go with Nikola Topic with the number one pick for the San Antonio Spurs. So you're taking Topic number one. Is that because he's the best player available or is that based off of need? That is open for interpretation. It's kind of both. Like this draft is is everywhere. Uh, is is he there, to, to me? There's no consen- consensus best player available. So I think you can get away with taking a topage number one. He's big point guard. Point guard is obviously their biggest need in San Antonio. Uh, you know, you already have success drafting international players, and I just feel like a, a topage Wimby pick and roll would be basically what Wimby needs and what the Spurs need going forward. So you don't think that Wimbyama and Saar 
two Frenchmen could coexist at the four and the five. I don't. It's not that I don't think that they could coexist at the four and the five. I just don't like what they're doing at the point guard position. And it's like I want to help my franchise player out as much as I possibly can. I don't want to give him another year of him put pointing in the air and they just looking at him pointing at the air like, yo, throw the lob up. So it's like, yes, uh, the four or five, the French connection, which is what I wanted to call it, would have worked. But I think a dynamic point guard is what's going to get this ball going in the future. All right. I got a tough one here. The Atlanta Hawks pick at number two. <laughs> and um, you know what? I'm just going to go with best player available. He joins a crowded front line with – Clint Capella, Onyeka Okongwu, Jalen Johnson, but I'm going to go with Alex Saar <laughs> at number two. I mean, I think the Hawks are going to have to make some changes anyway. They need defense. I mean, I don't know if, if Saar, even if he maximizes his potential as a defender, I still don't know if he, he's able to help the Hawks there. But I'm going to go with Alex Starr at number two. Like I said, the, the fit may not be the best. We're going to make some moves. We're going with best player available. And Alex Starr would be that guy for the Hawks at number two if I were picking. Why not uh, Ron Holland on the wing? You don't have to worry about Ron making plays in Atlanta because you got Trey Young. He can – they – Need wing depth because Alex Sar is better. <laughs> so that's that, that's, All right. my, that's my answer. It's there. your draft. All right, you're up. You got the Detroit Pistons at number three. At number three, you have the Detroit Pistons. Shout out to the Pistons. 28 game losing streak over yesterday or or the Saturday was a thirtieth. A, a interesting day for the city of Detroit. The Lions got cheated. And then the Pistons won. So I think a lot of people thought it may have been the other way around. The Pistons lose and the Lions win. But either way, the streak is over, 28 games. All right. And I actually talked to an agent. He was like, man, the San Antonio Spurs are the luckiest team in the NBA because nobody's talking about them being five and whatever. Or or the uh, Wizards have lost like 16 in a row, too. Yeah. Shout out to the Pistons. I think the Wizards won a game. I think they won a game. Who did they beat? Uh, I think they won one. All right. Okay. So Detroit number three. I'm gonna go with Zachary Reese share uh, at at the three position for Detroit. Maybe some four. I feel like he feels the need. He's big. He's six ten. Uh, shooting the ball well. He's shooting the ball well. Like I said, you can. They they need shooting. I don't think uh boy boy no wiggle Bogdanovich is in the long term plans for them. Worst case, you can plug Risha Share as a three and D guy. Hopefully the upside comes available. But Cade is Cade is really good. Really Detroit. I only like not dislike. There's two guys that I'm just not moving for Detroit, and that's. Cade and Duran. Everybody else, every every other position, everything else is up for grabs. So yeah, yeah. I, I'd go with Reese Share number three if I was Detroit. I, I I can get with that. I mean the Pistons. I mean they obviously they lost 28 games in a row at one point. They need shooting. Reese Shea shooting 47 percent from three. I mean he's a top three pick to me right now, and I've been hard on him. I still don't know if the if the three point percentage is. 100% legit because he's only like a 70% foul shooter, but he addresses a need, size. I think eventually he's going to be a four, but he, he can play like the three and four, but I think in the closing lineup he's going to be a, a four. All right, 
I have the Memphis Grizzlies at number four. And if I'm Memphis, right here, I think I'm going to go with Maras Bazelis. He's not shooting the ball well. He's not shooting the ball well at all this year. And I think for him, that's ideal for him in a sense. He's 6'11". He's skilled as a wing. He's not going to have any type of pressure to, like, be a savior or even, like, expect it to, to do much as, as a rookie. Give him time to, like, just work on being a spot-up shooter. He has size. I mean, Memphis has their pieces. You got Ja, you got Bain, you got Jackson. If I'm a rookie and I don't want to be, like, the franchise, I mean, I think Memphis is the ideal place to be, especially if he can knock down open jump shots. But that has been the problem because he's only shooting 23% from three. So I'm going to... Just based off of his track record, I'm going to say that he's in a he's struggling right now. He's a better shooter than the numbers indicate. I mean, he's shooting, I mean, 76% from the foul line is like super crazy. But if I'm Memphis, I think I'm gonna go with Bazellus at number four. I guess you know if it, it works. I mean, it's really <laughs> you don't you don't agree with that. All right, <laughs> when we return, James is on the clock at number five. He can chime in and add why he doesn't think Bazellus at number four for Memphis makes sense. So stay tuned to, to hear James's thoughts on Bazellus in Memphis, and then it is my turn to critique James because he is up at number five with the Washington Wizards. <laughs> the NFL season is wrapping up, but there is still time. There is still plenty of time to get in on the action with FanDuel, which is America's number one sports book. And right now, if you are a new customer, if you are a new customer, you get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed and all you have to do is place a $5 bet that is 150 bucks in bonus bets win or lose the app is super easy to use and there are so many different ways to bet you can use live game parlays you can find bets in the new explore tab you can make a parlay in the parlay hub and the best way to find popular parlays is in the parlay hub and more. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it is covering the top sports of the day with the Locked On local experts and our national shows that cover every league. So go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever, the first ever 24 hours a day, seven days a week streaming channel. Again, Locked On Sports today. All right, we left off. James had a little snickers, little jokes, a little something. He wasn't feeling my Bazellas pick at number four to the Grizzlies. So what, what's, what's your issue with Bazellas at number four to Memphis? I am not buying him as a non-shooter, I'm not buying this slump that he's in. I believe he's going to be a good shooter. I just feel like my overall feeling about him is sliding because I, I have concerns about him handling the ball. If he's just an average shooter, like then what really is he? But also, I mean, I, I give you know, after the break, him in Memphis, it kind of works, but I'm just kind of a little bit cooler on yeah, my man, he's, right now. He's been... It's been a mixed bag. Like the, the games before the showcase in, in Orlando, he looked really good. 
And I even saw you tweet about it. You was impressed with some of the stuff he did off the dribble. And then once they played in the showcase, and we talked about it before, they played a different set of teams. All that got swallowed up. Yeah, so he didn't look as good. So it's kind of been a mixed bag. But I think I'm just going to go with 6'11", skilled. I think there's always room for highly skilled wings at that size. And even if he just becomes a shooter – which I think he's going to be fine as a shooter, then that would be totally fine for, like, your fourth option. So that's why I, w- I would go with, with Bazellus there. All right, you're up. The Washington Wizards. You're the Washington Wizards. You are on the clock. Who are you selecting at number five? Best player available is clearly Ron Holland. All right, so Ron Holland, how, how does he fit with their current roster right now? All right, we're trading Tyus Jones soon I'm gonna get, put him in a better situation okay. right he deserves that better has no impact on Ron Holland. it doesn't but i'm clearing <laughs> okay. i'm clearing space right right with me real quick all right maybe we slide uh pull to the point guard position right we start we just gonna go wings man we're gonna go pull holland denny kuzma and so you forgot about balau I didn't forget about him. I mean, he's in the rotation. He's in that wing rotation. I think Bilal was better than than Ron Holland. I do. Okay, what's that got to do with right now? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying that. Here's the thing: you, well, you can you're starting Ron, yeah, over over Bilal. Well, I mean, it's it's semantics, man. Look, I'm I'm building a wing rotation, and I'm letting the dudes fight to the finish, and then we'll see who's there for the second contract. The Wizards are not in position to be turning anybody down. Some people feel like Ron's the best player in the draft. Uh, some people think he's the second best player in the draft. If you land him at five, you're Washington. You absolutely have to take him, and you don't overthink it. And like I said, we'll just duel it out, duke it out to the finish, see which wing survives, or maybe they both play. Kyle Kuzma is an asset that you could flip, I believe, if that log jam needs to be cleared out. So I'm going to go with Holland at five if I'm Washington, not overthinking it. So I am on the clock with the Charlotte Hornets. And if I'm Charlotte at number six, I think I'm going to go with Jacoby Walter. I think he fits what, what, they, what they need. I mean, I think eventually they're going to have to move Rogier. But if you can have a lineup of LaMelo Ball at 6'7", 6'8", Jacoby Walter 6'5", Brandon Miller at 6'9", you got Mark Williams at, at the 5, and then I guess depending on what they do at the 4 with Miles Bridges, so that's who I would go with, with Jacoby Walter. It gives them another shooter. It may have – it may raise some eyebrows because they may not have enough shot creators. You have a lot of guys that, in theory, could be floor spacers. Depending on if you think Brandon Miller can develop into a reliable, like, shot maker off the dribble. But I think with Walter's size, I think he is going to be able to defend. I mean, you have to defend, play for Baylor. And outside shooting, I would go with Jacoby Walter at number six. Sound like you building the uh, for the Charlotte Hornets. Sound like you building the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> One dude that's gonna make all the plays and a bunch of athletic wings who can shoot, put the ball on the ground a little bit. Yeah, the Pacers can't really defend. Like sound like you building the Pacers. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Walter. I mean, you know, you go to Baylor. You have to play defense at, at Baylor. I did call him the next KCP too, right? Yeah, I, mean, I tweeted that. Some people liked it, but then one person said KCP wasn't known as a defender when he was at you gotta Georgia. got to grow into so those defensive roles, those roles. All right, so you're on the clock with the Blazers. This is a tough one. 
What, this is a, this is what pick is this? I know this it's is the Blazers. Number seven. The Portland Trail Blazers right, at number seven. All right. We, the Portland Trail Blazers, are going to select Tyler Smith from the G League Ignite. Whoa, that's that's okay. So I'm gonna take in Tyler Smith because ultimately we're gonna have to move on from Jeremy Grant. Right? Yep. So that leaves a hole at the forward position. You plug in 6'10, 6'11, Tyler Smith, stretch four, shooter. Right? Scoot's been playing better, man. Shout out to Scoot, man. He's, he's starting to figure it out. So you got Scoot, right? Or Brogdon, however you want to slice it. Well, I don't think Brogdon's going to be. I don't know if he's there. That's cool. So let's say Valentine's Day. Let's say future. You got Scoot at the one, Simon's at the two. Shaden at the three, huge Shaden fan. Then you throw in Tyler Smith at the four, right? And then you have Aiden at the five. Tyler Smith is going to have to rebound, help Aiden out on the glass. But look at the athleticism that you have between your point guard, your two, your three, and your four is athletic. And he can he can post up smaller, gu- smaller guards, too. I'm going to go with Tyler Smith in Portland. All right. You like that? I like that. All right. Mom. How about this? Let's 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 switch. Since you picked for the Spurs I at like, number one. I like what you're thinking. I'll let you pick for the Spurs at number eight. So that way I'm keeping my I'm, that way you can find someone that compliments okay. the guy that All you right. selected. All right. All right, I feel you. I feel you. All right, so you are on oh, the clock again oh, with the San Antonio Spurs at number eight. So you already selected Nicola Topic at number one. And at number eight, yeah. That's tough. I made it tough on him. <laughs> That's real tough. You number, really put me on the spot. At number eight, if you're the San Antonio Spurs, they have a lot of overlapping skill sets at, at the wing. Who are you taking at number eight? Man, Roth, you put me on the spot. We are going to go Rob Dillingham at number eight in San Antonio. So you're taking two point guards in the top eight. Yes, Rob has played co-point guard in, in college, so it's not going to be any kind of I'm look, my focus this summer is playmaking, man. We gotta we gotta become a better playmaking team. Now, I heard during the Blazers telecast that the Spurs are one of the best um passing teams on paper as far as like assist to field goal attempts. That's cool. But imagine you yeah, add they played on paper. It's not. Imagine you add two dynamic playmakers. To that roster. Now, obviously, Rob could come off the bench. I don't care about the start and stuff. Or maybe, you know, you play them together. You know, rookies don't, in my opinion, don't have to start because you are a lottery pick. Teams are young. The Spurs are, in particular, a young team, too. So, we're going to go Rob Dillingham, dynamic playmaker, right? Again, I'm trying to make Wimby's job as easy as possible. So, at any given moment, you could have a dribble handoff with Wimby, Dillingham, Wimby, Topic, right? He's going to get the ball. And, you know, Rob is going to add some some box office. Not that the Spurs need it, but he's going to add some box office. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to do there. And then we'll, we're just we're going to figure it out. Let the, let the guys hoop. That's fair. I mean, Topic is 6-7. So you could play both of them together. I mean, Dillingham has played with Reed Shepard. And Dewan Wagner, DJ Wagner. And DJ Wagner. And then if you got two playmakers, it's just you have to really feel like Topic is going to be a better shooter off the catch because I feel like a lot of his jumpers were off the dribble. But he's going to be in a similar role now that he's moved up to Red Star. 
And so I think it's going to be really interesting to see how his draft stock is how it's impacted by him going up to the EuroLeague. He's going to have a much, much, much smaller role, bigger competition, and probably play off the ball. All right, for me, I'm on the clock. At number nine is the Utah Jazz, and I'm going to go with Cody Williams. I'm going to go with Cody Williams for the Jazz. You give them a, a big playmaker, a big wing. I think he can play some point forward. I think Keontae George has played really well at the point. But you give him Cody Williams, now you have another ball handler. Keontae can play that combo guard. I think Cody could play with Colin Sexton. Um, if Jordan Clarkson is still there, I think Cody could play with, with him also. So it gives the Jazz a wing with good positional size that can score. I mean, the concern with him is the jump shot. He's shooting extremely well the last I looked, but it was on a very, very small volume of attempts. But he gives Jazz what they don't have, which is a wing ball handler and potential point forward and playmaker. So that was an easy pick for me. All right, I guess I'm on the clock again. If I am the Chicago Bulls, what I would do at number 10, I think I would go with Stefan Castle. I would go with Castle. He is someone that... No, right now, he's not playing like a top 10 pick. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because of the injury. But you got 6'6", 190 pound. Whether he's a 1 or 2, I think he's a connector. I think he's a ball player. I think he's a really good passer. I really like Kobe White, and I think Castle can play with Kobe White. I agree with you. All right, when we return, so we've done picks 1 through 10. When we return, we have four more picks. James is on the clock with the Portland Trail Blazers again, and then that will be followed up by the Houston Rockets, Oklahoma City Thunder, and the New Orleans Pelicans. This is going to... It's, this it's, is tough, man. It's going to be challenging. It's not as easy as people think, especially when you got about 20 seconds to come up with the picks. All right. So stay tuned for the third and final segment of Mock Draft 1.0, the Lottery Edition. All right, before we get into the last segment, we got to talk to you about Prize Picks because Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. It is the easiest and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. All you have to do is pick two to six players and you are just going against the projected numbers. You're not playing against the bots. You're not playing against the experts. It is just you versus the numbers. And what I like about Prize Picks that, that really piqued my interest is they have combo leagues. So with the combo league, you can do... For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combination of three-pointers made and receptions. And then Price Picks also allows you to play with some celebrities like Meek Mill or Andrew Schultz. And then they also have an insurance policy. I don't know any other platform that has an insurance policy. So if you have a player that gets injured in a football or basketball game, he gets injured in the first half, he gets rebooted until the next game. So that is one of the reasons why Prize Picks is the best daily fantasy sports platform. So check it out. Go to prizepicks.com. You have to use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA, and it must be in lowercase. But if you use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA in lowercase, you can get a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash LOCKEDONNBA in lowercase. You can get a first deposit match up to $100. Dollars. All right, last segment, and I'll repeat the picks again. San Antonio Spurs 
selected or James selected Nikola Topic number one. Alex Sar goes number two to the Atlanta Hawks. Zachary Reese number three to Detroit. Maras Bazelis, number four to the Memphis Grizzlies. Ron Holland, number five to the Wizards. Jacoby Walter at number six to Charlotte. Tyler Smith, the big riser, goes to number seven for the Blazers. Rob Dilly. James goes with the double point guards in the top eight with Rob Dilly. Dillingham, for to be correct. Rob Dillingham at number eight. I had the Utah Jazz selecting Colorado wing Cody Williams. And then I had the Chicago Bulls selecting UConn freshman Stephon Castle. All right, James, you're on the clock again for the Blazers at number 11. So you already selected Tyler Smith, which is, I mean, you've made a couple surprises. Hey, man. I mean, this is a, I feel like this draft is going to be full of surprises. Like so if you're in Portland at number 11, who, who are you going with here? All right. Again, we're young. We're adding shooting. We're adding talent. We're going to go with Tijon Saloon out of France. So you're, you're just going with all upside and athleticism and shooting. Yes. And, again, we'll figure it out from there. Like I said, same thing in San Antonio. We're going to let the young guys play. We're going to figure out who can really shoot, who can really play, who can really defend. All right? I mean, imagine you have a, a the floor. Look at the floor. I'm trying to make Scoop's job. Simon's job, Shaden's job is easy as possible with athletic three, four men who can shoot the ball. Okay. And Salon is Ross. I think he is someone that you can bring along slowly. All right. I am on the clock with the Houston Rockets at number 12. Houston is a team that has obviously a lot of talent. You're making it sound like this could be a tough pick. I don't think this is going to be a tough pick because I figure like I figured they have all their guys. Now you're just looking for complimentary pieces. And if I'm the Houston Rockets at number 12, I'm going to go with Donovan Klingen at number 12. He's going to be my backup five. Off the bench, we have someone that can rebound, protect the paint, a low-usage guy that if you got a backup lineup of Amon Thompson and Klingen as your pick-and-roll guys. And so I'm not asking him to be a star. I'm just asking him to come in, play defense. I know Ime Loves defense, which is why he wanted Brooke Lopez. He was actually going to start Brooke Lopez over. He was wild with Shigun. that. He was wild. I mean, I think he was wilding one of Van Vliet over James Harden. <laughs> but, I mean, Houston is a lot better, which I expected them to be better. But I'm going to give the Rockets a backup five that can defend, protect the paint. I think Klingon is battling injuries this year. But I think this is a an easy pick for Houston. <laughs> All right. <laughs> who would you have taken? Uh, I'm going to tell you who I'm going to take. If I'm Oklahoma City, and what pick is this? So you got the – so, I mean, tell me about the Rockets. Who would you have taken at number 12 if you were Houston? I'm going to tell you who – let me let me watch. Oklahoma City is going to take who I think you should have taken. Okay. All right. The 13th pick is the Oklahoma City Thunder who don't need any picks. But who do you have the Thunder taking Ivan Almanza. Okay. All right, look, that fills a need with the bigs. All right? Again, young, he's going to rebound. He's going to be able to pass at the five position. You see, again, I'm thinking I'm thinking big picture. We don't need – and you should be able to play him with Chet, too, if you really want to slide Chet to the four. So now you have a playmaking big who's going to rebound, okay rim protector, 
You can play him next to Chet just in case you don't get or you don't want to burn the 425 draft picks on a, a Larry Markinen or whoever else they may be targeting this year. So you can keep the youth movement going. Uh, Roth, Shea, Gilgis, right? Probably going to have to get Giddy out the paint. So we'll go Shea Gilgis. We say Dort. Alexander, man, you can't leave out whoever the Alexander part no of the No disrespect family. to the Alexander. <laughs> Shea, Shea, SGA, man. I'm okay. just trying to cut the syllables down. We got SGA at the one. We got Dort at the two. We got Jalen Williams that dribbles at the three. J-Dub. All right, we got Chet at the four. Okay. Right, so now Chet don't got to bang so much, and he can defend on the perimeter. And we got Almanza at the five. Well, Almanza ain't banging. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm, I'm sparing. That's why I, I feel like Klingon would be good in OKC. I don't want and, him. Nah, we good. I man. need someone that's no. just gonna. I, I just need him to be Stephen Adams. I don't think he's Stephen Adams. I'm going Almanza. We, we we're going skills, man. Skills pay the bills. I want skilled guys. Okay, so you got Almanza at number thirteen. Yes, to Oklahoma City. All right, I'm last up. It is the New Orleans Pelicans. If I'm the New Orleans Pelicans, with this pick here, I mean I can go in a few directions. I mean, they have a bunch of Duke guys on the roster, so you can go with Proctor, you can go with Filipowski. If I'm the New Orleans Pelicans, I'm swinging for the fences here, and I'm going to take Khalil Ware. I'm going to take Ware. I'm going to hope that we can have a Derek Lively-type impact. I know Lively is an energy guy, has a motor, and that's been Ware's biggest issue. But I'm going to hope that Khalil Ware can put it all together. Because if you can get Zion Williamson with a five that can space the floor, I think that that makes the Pelicans a very, very difficult matchup if you have a guy that can block shots. And I know, like, he's not a great shot blocker. I'm hoping that – I mean, I'm, I'm betting on my developmental team. I'm betting on – C.J. McCollum being the leader, Brandon Ingram being a guy that is known having a great work ethic, but then again may not have rubbed off on Zion. But I'm going for, I'm swinging for the fences here, and I'm saying, Kalel, we need you to space the floor, we need you to rebound, we need you to block shots. I'm swinging for the fences here, so I'm going with Kalel Ware if I am the New Orleans Pelicans. That's the tough pick because they're like they have a lot of people at every position. They do, and it's like they, the last thing they need is another player. They need health, and they do need to figure out that f- four-five situation. I like Valanciunas a lot, but him next to Zion kind of like right, and that's why I'm thinking Zion. like Zion to me is a hard guy to build around in a sense. Well, one because you don't want to spend too much time building around him because of his health issues, but I do think if you complement him with a five that can space the floor. Now, like, how do you stop Zion in space? How do you stop a Zion, Brandon Ingram or Zion, CJ McCollum pick and roll when you got a five out there that you have to respect? So it may not pay dividends the first year. You never know if Zion is even going to be around by the time where it develops. But I'm going to look at what happened with Derek Lively, a guy that wasn't productive at all at Duke. And just maybe he was supposed to be a better pro than college player. And then I'm going to say, Kalel, look, knock down open shots, rebound, block shots, and just be athletic. Let me ask you a question, though. 
How much of Derek Lively's everything is the Luka Doncic stimulus package? I'd say a lot of it. I'd say a lot of it. I mean, situation is is the key. You got to go to the right situation and the right fit. And I think for where, if he goes to New Orleans, he's not starting right away. He's coming off the bench. You can play a reduced role. And then you have a a situation where I think even Zion is such a good passer, even if they trap a Brandon Ingram or you trap a McCullum, you give Zion the ball in the middle of the floor, and I think Zion can find Ware as a lob threat. You're taking away Ware having to post up. You're taking away him being the focal point of your offense, and you're saying, hey, look, run the floor, catch lobs, rebound, block shots. If you do this, you're going to get a contract for – 150 to 200 million dollars in four years. That's all you have to do. All right, last thing before we go. What happened to Isaiah Collier in this draft? Uh, I mean, we're talking about a guy that a lot of people thought could go number one, two, or three. I mean, you, it, it's hard to look at what he's done this year and, and say that he's worth a lottery pick. I mean, he's shooting. from the floor, which is fine, but he's at 31% from three, 67% from the foul line. He's averaging four turnovers per game. Four turnovers per game. So it's kind of like, all right, if you're not shooting the ball, you're not making great decisions, what is the one skill set that you can hang your hat on? And for him, I have not been impressed with the passing. I thought that he was a, a, a better playmaker. And, I mean, you can't say he's been a great decision maker. And the passing vision has been pretty basic. So I think that he's he's sliding as of now. I mean, he definitely has time in conference play to pick it up. But in their first conference game against Oregon State, I mean. Shoot, against <laughs> Oregon, really, because he didn't do anything against Oregon. They played Oregon first. Then they had Oregon State. And he had four, I know he had four turnovers, five turnovers against Oregon State. And they got blown out. Yeah, only took five shots, seven points, five turnovers, four assists. And so, I mean, I think it's hard to justify him as a lottery pick when he's struggling with his decision-making. The passing has been okay, and you really have to worry about him as a shooter. But, I mean, there's multiple guys in this draft that are really struggling with their shooting. But for him, if he's best suited with the ball in his hands and he's struggling as a shooter, that, that's kind of tough to justify as a lottery pick. Well, that wraps up part one. This is a two-part series. In the next episode, we're going to do picks 15 through 30. I mean, there's some good talent left on the board. James had Tyler Smith moving up. I had some guys that, that moved up. So there's going to be some guys that are highly touted that did not make our lottery. Stay tuned to find out where guys like Tyrese Proctor, Ryan Dunn, Kyle Filipowski, Reed Shepard. Stay tuned to find out where they go in the next episode. Once again, it's Raphael with my brother James. This is Mock Draft 1.0 Lottery Edition, and we are out.